Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It is the beginning of New Year's weekend. I'm Scoot on the air. It has been a great year for this show, and I thank you for that. And 2024 is going to be even better. All right, a lot to uh, to get to. We're going to have another category coming up in the SOTA Person of the Year for 2023 competition. Uh, so far, um, Helena Moreno, who is the uh, New Orleans City Council member at large, and Lady Tigers coach Kim Mulkey are two of the finalists. We've got uh, two more categories to go to get four finalists for the final hour. So we'll have another category coming up here in just a moment. All right, we've got to talk about the Saints um, Sunday, the Saints and the Bucks. You know what's going on here. It's a must win. Monday is the Sugar Bowl. Well, first of all, before the Sugar Bowl, there's the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Number one, Michigan takes on number four, Alabama. And I really, I, I'm thinking like, who can beat Michigan? First of all, I hate Michigan. I'm sorry, I just don't like them. I don't like the coach. I don't like the uniforms. I don't like Michigan. I never have. I don't think I ever will. So in that sense, um, I'd like to see Alabama upset Michigan, but I just thought Michigan is just such a powerhouse. But I was talking to Mike Dettilia yesterday when uh, I was going off the air and, and Mike and the guys were coming in the studio and I had a brief conversation with Mike yesterday. And he said, um, man, when you give when you give Nick Saban time to come up with a game plan and he feels like it's us against the world you better not bet against Alabama so Mike Dettelier says Alabama is uh, the team that's going to win that game so then who goes on to win the next game again I still I, I still feel really strongly about Michigan even though I don't like them in the Sugar Bowl it's number two Washington and number three Texas and I man, I don't know how to pick this game I like Texas I like Texas, but Washington, the Huskies, are really a, a good team. And that's going to be a great, 
football game, and that's going to be great for the city. All right, we're going to get back to uh, more of reviewing 2023 on the show this afternoon. Tontron is a WWL multimedia journalist, and he has a fascinating podcast. I got a call, uh, or I forgot whether it was a call or a text uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, from somebody who said, uh, do you think that the future of the Sugar Bowl is in jeopardy? And I said, there's no way the, the, the Super Bowl, I mean the Sugar Bowl, do you think the Sugar Bowl is in jeopardy? Said, there's no way the Sugar Bowl is under jeopardy. It's going to always be here. It will always be historic. But apparently there's a lot going on that would maybe impact the significance, the relevance of the Sugar Bowl. And Tontron is here to talk about the, uh, the podcast. Ton, good afternoon. Good, good afternoon to you, and apparently this is the last Friday of the new year, or the current year, yes. or the new year. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, very happy new year to you, and uh, I, I'm, I'm really fascinated with this, this uh, topic. I know that in a lot of ways, New Orleans has not always kept up, and New Orleans has uh, slacked in, in some ways. In a lot of ways, it hasn't, but to be honest with you, it, it has slacked in, in some ways. And um, as much as I, I love the city, I, I, I like to be honest about the city. Talk about this controversy over the Sugar Bowl. Well, and, and you have to be honest with it. And I think you, you picked the right term there, Scoop. But, you know, and the, the reality in that the Sugar Bowl is facing is in two years, its contract with the college football playoff, the CFP, will expire. And what that does is that it opens up other competitors, other cities that want to buy in, and I emphasize buy in because it's going to be a money issue, that want to be part of the playoff system. For a long time, the Sugar Bowl and New Orleans have enjoyed a a very prominent position in the college football playoff. The Sugar Bowl has always been a game of consequence, a a game of high stakes because it's part of the playoff. You don't want to be outside of that playoff system where you're just one of those bowls with those strange names Mm -hmm. and that, that doesn't really have a lot of consequence. No, this matters because the Sugar Bowl is always a part of a game that's eventually or going to be in the championship. And in two years, that contract expires. And there's other cities like Orlando, Nashville, San Antonio, Las Vegas, that according to the CEO of the Sugar Bowl, Jeff Hunley, who is featured in the podcast, says they're very well healed financially. They have a lot of things going for them, infrastructure, economic development, uh, those are things that, and as you said, you know, if we're honest about New Orleans, we don't do very well here. And that's going to matter when the college football playoff and the commissioners who run it consider who's going to be in the running for the, the college football playoff in the future. And keep in mind that the, the system itself is going to expand to 12 teams, 12 games next year. You know, we have, we have a current system that has uh, a very limited amount of teams, so that's going to expand next year because we have such a big appetite for college football. I wonder if, and this is just, I think, something to, to maybe consider. I, I wonder if that in our city in particular, compared to other cities, we have a lot of money from very powerful, influential people that is poured into Mardi Gras every year. I wonder if that distracts because in other cities, that segment of the population is there to do a better job of maybe supporting a ball game. You know, you might be onto something there. I mean, we have multiple events. We have multiple avenues to spend money because that's part of our culture down here. Right. And we have to prioritize. And I think that at the end of the day, as Jeff Jeff Hundley, the CEO of the Sugar Bowl, will tell you, it's going to come down to the people of New Orleans because most of the money that these other cities that want to be part of the playoff system, they've generated this money. They've pulled that money from their business community. Right. It, it hasn't come from anywhere else. And that, that's going to be a decision. That's going to be something that 
the business community in New Orleans and this, the Sugar Bowl has now launched it launched earlier this campaign called the Keep New Orleans Sweet campaign. And it's basically an all call to the business community here to basically say to them, to the members there, this is what the Sugar Bowl means to New Orleans. This is what we bring to the table. Uh, but it's also we, we need help right now because we are now going to be in the, the fight of our lives in a couple of years when the contract expires. And, you know, it's going to be hard to say what the future looks like. You know, over the years, the Sugar Bowl has had many, many really epic, exciting games. And then, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes, the, you know, the two teams, this, this was before the college football playoff situation. They were, you know, teams like, oh, you know, it's, it's not so great this year, but it's still the Sugar Bowl and the teams that are playing and their fans really, really love it. Um, what are some of the, do you know some of the cities that are really uh, competing directly to try to get the, uh, the, the Sugar Bowl, um, the focus that's on the Sugar Bowl, uh, focused on them? Well, if, if you're to ask Jeff Hundley, he mentioned specifically Las Vegas, which has a, a new stadium, yeah. um, beautiful stadium. Uh, Nashville, which with its all, with its, you know, southern sensibilities and its infrastructure, um, known for its music and, and a really burgeoning food scene as well, and hospitality. Orlando and Houston, those are several of the cities that, that are now kind of wanting and to, to buy for the same prominence as the Sugar Bowl is. And it's going to be tough to compete with them. Yeah. I wonder if an outdoor stadium would uh, would work against Nashville and Orlando that time of year. It might. It might. But, you know, there, there's so many other factors at, at play too, Scoot. And, and the, Jeff Hundley said that, look, there's a lot of universities also within the college football playoff system that are really lobbying to have universities host these go- these bowl games kind of move it into more of an NFL type of playoff system where now you're going to play the playoffs at the respective home fields of these universities because it's much easier to handle. They'll sell out the crowds, and they'll still have the ability to have this this appetite for football fed. This so is what does that mean for for bowl organizations? Yeah. This is a fascinating conversation and, and topic, and it's also – as fascinating as it is, it's also shocking, you know, to me who who grew up here and I've always, you know, under, uh, understood the relevance of the Sugar Bowl, which became even more relevant when it became part of the college football playoff system. Yeah. But but uh, for that to be possibly uh, taken away is is a shock, and I think it's a reminder that as great as we think New Orleans is, as much as we have this attitude like oh everybody loves us, you know, we have to work harder at being relevant. Yeah, and history and tradition, and look, 90 years the Sugar Bowl has been part of the, the history and the landscape of New Orleans here. It's the second, it's tied, you know, with other with a couple of other bowls as being the, the second longest and oldest running bowl. And But none of that really matters when you're talking about the, the current system in the modern-day football system, especially in the college football system, where money really dominates. You have athletes that are now being paid. You have universities making a lot of money from this, and you have to feed the beast. And at this point, it's a money game. And, you know, is New Orleans, is the Sugar Bowl positioned as well as the other cities that are vying to get this prominent place on the college football playoff stage? That's a big question. It is a fascinating topic for a podcast. Tom, where can people get the podcast? Uh, they can get it anywhere they get their podcast, Scoot. It's, all they have to do is punch in the Tan Report, and my name is spelled T-H-A-N-H. I highly encourage anybody that's interested in college football to check this out because they, they might find some interest in what's going to happen with the Sugar Bowl in the future. All right. Tantron, multimedia journalist with WWL. Thank you for your time and a very happy New Year, sir. 
Happy New Year to you, Scoot. All right. Thanks, Tom. All right. Check out the Tom Report. Uh, that is really an interesting uh, an interesting topic. I'm Scoot on the air. It's the beginning of uh, New Year's weekend. And let me mention something that is, has happened that, um, well, it doesn't surprise me because I think this should happen when it's warranted. Denver Broncos coach Sean Payton has benched Russell Wilson. Really? Why? Yes, benched him. Why? Well, because he's not performing up to the level that he was so, supposed to perform at. They've got a lot of money invested in, in Russell Wilson, but they Whoa. benched him anyway. They did the job that they felt like they needed to do. The coach says, I'm interested in winning now. And so they have benched Russell Wilson, not only an iconic player in the NFL and somebody who's been around for, for a while, uh, I mean, in some ways, uh, a legendary a quarterback, but he's been benched and Jarrett Stidham Stidham is going to be um, re- replacing him, and I guess Sean Payton feels like that's the that's the better move. And I just think this is what NFL teams should do, and and a quarterback should not be able to buy him buy his way with the money that he gets into a starting position. It should be based on performance. And as Mike Detilia said a few minutes ago, in in sports, uh, Derek Carr has not performed well this year. There have been moments of brilliance, but it seems like the brilliance cannot go from game to game or sometimes cannot maintain through an entire game. I hope Sunday's different, and I'm still hoping. I'm still pulling for the Saints, but there's a reality to um, to face here that not everybody wants to face. Okay, uh, let's, um, let's go to break with another category. This Great. is another category in the SOTA Person of the Year 2023 competition. I like this one. Category three. All right. A, Odyssey, New Orleans, Engineers, Danny Miller, and Ernie Kane. Woohoo! SOTA superfan Matthew, fighting in Ukraine. C, SOTA superfan Janice. <laughs> D, SOTA superfan Justin in Gentilly, who passed away. May 13th of this year. Rest in peace, brother Yes, yes. All right. So, um, A, Danny Miller, Ernie Kane. We talked to Danny on the air yesterday. Uh, Matthew in Ukraine is fighting in the Ukraine uh, for democracy. B, Janice C, and D, uh, Justin in Gentilly, who was a big part of the show and passed away May 13th. All right. Just text A, B, C, or D to the Oakwood Heart text line, 504-260-1870, and uh, let us know who you think should, um, should move on in the competition. And we're going to get this down to four, and then you, the audience, in the 3 o'clock hour will uh, have a text off to decide who is the SOTA Person of the Year for 2023. Um, some more of the people that we, uh, we, we lost in 2023, um, Sinead O'Connor, um, uh, Jerry Springer. Uh, I, thought, I think I already mentioned Jerry Springer. Cindy Williams um, from uh, Laverne and Shirley. Uh, Cindy Williams passed away at uh, 75. Lisa Loring. You might not remember the name, but she was the cute little girl who played Wednesday on the 1960s uh, TV show, The Addams Family. Lisa Loring passed away. Um, Lisa Marie Presley passed away at the age of 54. And this is the year we lost Fred White, uh, one of the original members of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Fred White passed away at the age of 67. So here's a special song that I found. I didn't even know this song existed. Now, you might remember the tune, but I want you to listen to the lyrics. It's December. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. 
All right, get on that text line and vote for um, A, B, C, or D. Danny Miller, Ernie Kane, A, B, Matthew fighting in Ukraine, C, Janice, D, superfan Justin in Gentilly, who passed away May 13th. A, B, C, or D. We'll get the results coming up out of this break. I'm Scoot on the air. This is WWL. Well, I mean, it's not like it's the end of the world. It's the end of the year. I mean, it's the final countdown for 2023, not any kind of final countdown to the end. I'm Scoot on the air. A very happy new year to all of you. Um, Look, uh, one of the things that we will always remember about 2023 is this was the hottest year on record. Not only for the world, but boy, for us. Day after day after day after day of 100-plus degree temperatures. And I talk about this quite often when I talk about AC ambulance because your unit was out there working. And, you know, you're going to need that AC unit through the winter as well because it's cool right now, but it's not going to stay cool throughout the winter. So this was a a record year of heat. Also, this was the year of Osempic. A lot of people got on Osempic, which was designed for diabetes, and one of the side effects was losing weight. Well, the side effect was so effective in so many people that some people got a prescription for Ozempic just to lose weight. This was also the year of the Hollywood strike, and I'm glad that finally finally came to an end. Um, and it looks like uh, Hollywood South is ramping up for a big 2024. Uh, there's um, a lot going on this weekend that includes drinking. We're going to have the results of Group 3 coming up in just a few minutes, so just just hang on for that. Uh, Drinking and driving is really um, something that we all need to pay attention to. There are a lot of ways to get around. Lyft and Uber are going to be expensive because the price is based on demand. But the price that you will pay to go to and from something with Lyft or Uber or a taxi or a cab, uh, it's, 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 it's not even going to compare to what you're going to deal with if you get caught drinking and driving. And the police are going to be out there. And, and, and plus, you know, what if you hurt somebody? What if you're drinking and driving? And, and what if somebody in your car, what if it's a family member? What if you live and they die? I mean, I'm not trying to throw a guilt trip on you, but I'm just trying to make you think about the, the ramifications because obviously there are a lot of people who are drinking and driving and not even thinking about it. Dr. Roy Selgado is a mental health counseling professor at the University of Holy Cross here in the New Orleans area. Tonight at 8 o'clock on WLAE-TV, he's going to have a a television show. It's a regular show called Coping Today, and uh, the doctor's going to talk about drinking and driving. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. All right. So, you know, we know it's not good to drink and drive. Um, I certainly have changed because back in the 80s, uh, especially when I was uh, single in the 80s and on B97 and driving a Corvette, I can't tell you how many times I, I drove and I was really drunk. And I'm fortunate that nothing ever happened. No accidents, no DWIs, nothing. I was, I was one of the lucky ones. Um, but not everybody is, uh, is uh, so lucky. Things have changed, but there are still people who don't think about the ramifications of drinking and driving. Things have changed. And you're right. People don't, even today, think about it as much as they should or could You know, back in the 80s and 90s, um, we would hear of tragic stories. Fortunately, the numbers have gone down a little bit in terms of, uh, you know, children, for example, being killed by a drunk driver. We don't hear those numbers like we did back in the 70s and 80s because there weren't any laws on the books. It wasn't illegal. It wasn't a crime to drink and drive. It now is a crime. It's a felony, and it has been for 
some 30 some odd 40 years at this point and every week i'm educating people that it is a crime so when a dui group for people here in louisiana who do get duis and they have to attend these groups to learn about the laws to learn about the consequences and the impact that drinking and driving has not only on them but those around them i know people who have gotten duis and it it scared them and they changed their behavior what amazes me is when you hear about somebody getting into a fatal accident and it, it, it was their fifth DUI. I mean, at what point do you not understand? Well, for those particular individuals, it's something beyond a level of understanding. And it's important to realize that, realize that there is a continuum of alcohol use, for example, because you could include substances in this as well. But with regard to alcohol use, you have use, you have misuse, you have abuse, you have addiction and dependence. Once you start moving towards an addiction and a dependence, it's more of a physiological component that's playing a part in the behavior as opposed to a decision. People decide to use alcohol and even to move into misusing it and abusing it. Once they're into the addiction and dependence phase, it's more of a physiological behavioral response as opposed to anything that you're thinking through. But there will be a lot of people this this weekend who are just going to be uh, they're just casual drinkers they're social drinkers. And, and because it's the, the, the tradition of the holiday to to drink and uh, to celebrate the new year with with drinks and champagne and everything, you know, a lot of people who don't ordinarily get drunk are going to get drunk. Right. And it's, it's important to keep that in mind that we do live in a society and in a state in particular and in southeastern Louisiana where alcohol is a big component of being with one another, in particular on holidays such as New Year's. And so to be aware of that, that, you know, be aware of your body, be aware of your own metabolism and what your consumption rate is and to really drink responsibly if you choose to do so and in moderation. The American Medical Association recommends that you have one drink or two drinks, depending on your gender, one drink for a woman, two drinks for a man, with a meal, with food in your system. Anything beyond that, it's going to take some time to metabolize um, if you're constantly ingesting drink after drink after drink. And so one needs to be aware of that and to pace themselves and drink water and to eat in the process. And if they do drink excessively on New Year's Eve, for example, or during the holiday season, that they do not drive, that they make a concerted effort in the decision to simply not get behind the wheel. How long does it take the body to to, to metabolize a drink? Is well, there, is there any kind on, of a set time limit? Yes. Uh, it's going to depend on, one, the, the type of, of, of substance that one is consuming. So alcohol, a beer versus wine versus liquor. So we'll go with beer. Um, it might take an hour for a man of a typical weight and size to process that beer. And so don't drink a beer and then go drive within that hour. Um, have some water, rest, uh, eat something, and and wait before you do because it's still going to register. It's still going to register if you were to be pulled over and stopped in on the on the DUI uh, breathalyzer. And so so be responsible. Um, don't be drinking and driving immediately after having. Um, consumed alcohol. If you're at a restaurant, you know, you might have a beer or a cocktail with your meal. Um, the meal is going to help with that. And so it's going to be important to, to be mindful of that, to not go beyond the drink, if you will, with a meal so that your body is able to metabolize that um, drink within the hour, hour and a half that you're there 
and walking to your car and then um, going beyond that. If, if you are having a strong drink, you know, a Sazerac or something else of that nature, you might want to not be the one to drive. You might want to have someone else who didn't um, have a drink with their meal be the one to drive because all it takes is one drink and one time to get behind the wheel and to have your reflexes not respond properly and some tragedy to occur. I like those commercials that remind you that uh, driving buzzed is uh, is driving drunk. Uh, since it takes an hour for, say, the average man to metabolize a beer, what about wine or a cocktail? Similarly, and it's going to depend on the the alcohol proof, you know, whether, you know, some have higher alcohol content than others. And right. so it might take um, more than an hour to metabolize um, a drink. So just be aware of that. Just be aware that they're not all equal and some beers are stronger than others and some liquors are stronger than others. And so as a general rule, it's an hour. Um, but try to not drive um, within that hour or two, if you will, yeah. I would I would wait. I, and I would even not drive um, that evening if you're the one who has uh, been drinking. Take an Uber. Take a Lyft. Take a taxi. Have a designated driver. I really appreciate how you opened this segment and said that it is um, – while it's you know expensive, but it's not as expensive as the consequence. Yeah, the consequence of a DUI could cost you thousands of dollars. That drink would wind up costing you thousands of dollars to have it on your record or try to get it taken off your record. And in the added expense, you know, you could be limited in opportunities in the future with regard to employment. Um, there are certain um, jobs that you perhaps would not qualify for if you have a DUI on your record, certain apartments that would not rent to you if you have a DUI on your record, not to mention your insurance rate going up. The premium, the monthly payment will go up you know, while something like that is on your record. Yeah. So it is a very expensive lesson to learn, and that's just on the safe side of not having killed someone if you were to right. be. Because, um, because then there's the emotional expense. Right. You and know, that's something that's hard to come back from. You know, I, I think it's difficult for some people to, to maybe think about this, but, you know, you can actually have fun and you don't have to drink. You don't have to be drunk to have a good time. And if that's the case, then I don't know, maybe the party you're going to is not that much fun. I mean, if you want to have a drink, a beer, or a cocktail to relax, that's fine. But get a designated driver or find a, a, another way to, to get home so you don't drink and drive. But think about all the people who are going to celebrate the beginning of the new year and they're clean and sober and they've dealt with alcoholism. And they're going to go through all of this, you know, drinking something that's non-alcoholic. And those people are going to have a good time. Exactly. You know, just being with family and friends and being able to share moments and bringing in a new year is sufficient in being able to enjoy life. Life is about being with other, about relationship, about sharing those wonderful moments. That in of itself can be a very and is a very good way to just simply enjoy an evening or a time with right and you know I, I guess the, the thing to do is to 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 try to stop equating um say watching a saints game with you know uh, getting drunk i mean i know you might start out not drinking the, the course of the game might cause you to want to drink but you know you got to be mindful of all <laughs> that and you don't i mean you don't you don't you don't have to associate drinking with the things that we associate drinking with with doing now because you can do those things sober and i'll tell you this because i you know i, I enjoy wine and you know a, a cocktail one in a while but if i'm driving i I don't drink at all so um i have been around a lot of drunk people and have been totally sober and you have no idea how entertaining that can be exactly you know and there are so many people that just 
their temperament, their character, their way of, of being. They're such joyful people that they don't need a substance like alcohol or something else to be able to have that come through and be the life of the party and bring life to a party. Um, and sometimes you might even find that you yourself are a better person. A, you get to know who you are in terms of your true self and your true temperament and your true character when you're not under the influence of a substance. Yeah. And you get to know yourself and other people get to know your true self as opposed to the person that is engaging under the influence of alcohol. All right, Dr. Zogano, thanks for being with us. And uh, again, tonight on WLAE-TV, 8 o'clock, uh, Dr. Zogano will be part of a conversation. Uh, the TV show is uh, Coping Today, and they're going to deal with the drinking and driving. Doctor, thanks for being with us, and a very happy new year. Happy New Year. My pleasure. All right. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. So let's go to Ian and get the results of the voting for Group 3 in the category of SOTA Person of the Year. Uh, this was um, A, uh, Odyssey New Orleans and WWL engineers Danny Miller and Ernie Kane. Uh, B, superfan Matthew fighting in the Ukraine. Uh, C, Janice. And D, Justin Ingentilli, who passed away back in May. And who's the, who's the winner? Well, it was fairly close here. I actually um, am a little bit surprised at how close it was, but we do have a clear winner, and it is SOTA, superfan Matthew in Ukraine. Wow. You know, I, I, I like that choice because he's part of this show. And when he's from the New Orleans area, and here's a guy who has taken time away from his family to go fight for democracy, and we've had him in the studio on the show, and he's a, he's a remarkable person. So I'm 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 I, listen. I congratulate everybody else for being a nominee, but I think it's a, a good choice that Matthew is um, is there. Me too. I'll uh, I'll hit him up on WhatsApp and let him yeah know, cool. let him know what's going on. All if right, he's awake. We'll right have now. another category coming up in in a few minutes, and then we'll have the final four, and then we'll let you decide in the three o'clock hour. Who is going to be the SOTA Person of the Year for 2023? Uh, I'm Scoot on the air. Really glad you're with us. Uh, let's see. Let's go through a few uh, more of those who uh, passed away in 2023. Norman Lear. I mean, a pioneer in television. You know, back in the 70s, Norman Lear took television to the limits. And, and people, were, people were saying, wow, if, if they can do this now, what are they going to do in the future? And I remind you that, that quite often, as a, as a, as a society and a culture... We come to a line, and we don't, go, we don't go past that line. Norman Lear clearly took things to the line, but then there was a, there was a retreat from that, and, and there was a lot of conservative television on, like the, like the Cosby Show and things like that in the, in the 80s. But Norman Lear was indeed a, a pioneer. A former teen idol, part of the Partridge family, David Cassidy passed away, and he was struggling with drug and alcohol all of his life. Adam Rich uh, passed away. He was uh, on the TV show Eight is Enough, and... This is the year we'll always remember we lost Jimmy Buffett. A great, I love the way the Saints pay tribute to Jimmy Buffett whenever there's a game in the Caesar Superdome, but this was a, a big loss. Jimmy Buffett passed away in 2023. We love you, Jimmy. We'll be back on WWL. And I, I hope you spend a little time being reflective of 2023, but... You know, we're, we, we always look forward to the beginning of a, of a new year. Hey, I made a mistake. I can't read my own handwriting here. David Cassidy passed away in 2017. I meant to say David Crosby. 
David Crosby <laughs> passed away at the 81. I'm just looking down. I can't even read my own handwriting, but it was David Crosby that I had on my handwritten list here. Uh, David Crosby uh, passed away this year at the age of, uh, of 81. We'll have a, a few more of those to remember. Also, another category in the SOTA Person of the Year category coming up. Let's go to Janice in New Orleans. Hey, Janice, welcome to the show. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, how you doing, Scoot? I'm good. Congratulations on being a final nominee in the category. You know, okay, you know my sense of humor. So I'm sitting here, and you're doing this, and you're naming the people and everything. And I'm joking with myself. I just I thought my name. And then as soon as I thought that, you said it almost <laughs> fell out the day. I'm like, what the hell? It's funny when that happens. <laughs> yeah, that was really... That was really strange, man. But, for, you know, whoever put me in there and everything, I just want to thank you guys. Well, let me put it this way, Janice. Uh, people are quite entertained by some of your calls. And I'm so that's why, that's why you were named uh, in, in the category. Well, that makes me feel good. It really good. does. And I, I thank you. And I wish everybody, uh, I wish everybody, you know, out there, all the listeners, no matter who you are, whether you like me or hate me, I want you to have a happy and very safe New Year. Now, here's the thing. You were talking about the drinking thing. Yeah. Now, your last post on your soda page in Facebook was, I think, December 23rd. Okay. So I went in the comments section, and I posted a video, which everybody should see. It's even on, it's on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and type in Abby, A-B-B-Y, Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, Reed, R-E-E-D, Abby Danielle Reed, you are going to find a very touching and moving video, which my cousin made. And the reason she made this video, it, it, it's with regard to her daughter, Rachel, and Abby Danielle Reed would have been her granddaughter. If a drunk driver had not plowed into the vehicle that Rachel was, was in when she was on the way to have her baby, wow. her mother was in a vehicle. I don't know if it was in front. It might have been in front of the truck. I don't remember. But it was just awful. And, uh, you know, there's a, a picture. You know, you can see in the video the baby and everything. But that is not a sleeping baby. Hmm. Unfortunately, that was a dead child. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, so this it's, is very serious. And some people, yeah, it's tragic. you know, having one drink is one thing. But some people can't stop. I know my mama was that way. Give her one beer. And then she wanted two and three and four. It, it was like, well, you know, it, it was like a bottle of whiskey, one beer. And then, but then I think there are people who get caught up in the moment or caught up in the celebration, and they, they want to keep drinking. They're not technically alcoholics, but they just want to keep going, thinking that the next drink is going to make them feel better, when in reality, with drinking, you reach a point of diminishing returns where the next drink doesn't necessarily make you feel any better. All right, more of your calls are, are, are coming up. Here is um, category number four in the uh, competition for Scoot in the Air Press of the Year. A, New Orleans carjackers. B, incoming Governor Jeff Landry. C, outgoing Governor John Bell Edwards. D, Jimmy Buffett, who passed away September 1st. 
text A, B, C, or D to the Okanort text line, 504-260-1870, and tell us who should be the final finalist in the category for Scoot SOTA Person of the Year for 2023. New Orleans carjackers A, B, Jeff Landry, C, John Bell Edwards, D, Jimmy Buffett. And we'll have the results of that coming up here in just a few minutes. Also on the list of those who passed away in 2023, uh, Suzanne Summers uh, passed away. She was dealing with some things in, in her life, and um, she, she passed away. Also passing away at the age of 78 was Jeff Beck. And he was not necessarily a mainstream pop success, but this was one hell of a guitar player and, and, uh, and musician. Jeff Beck passed away this year. And so many musicians loved working with Jeff Beck. He was a, an institution in the world of music. A big loss. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. We also lost Tony Bennett in uh, 2023. Tony Bennett passed away at the age of 96. Also, Gary Wright passed away at the uh, age of 80. Had a couple of hits. His biggest hit was a song called Dream Weaver. Robbie Robertson of the band passed away at the age of of 80. We've got a couple of more still to go. You know, we'll look back at 2023 as uh, the year of Barbie, the year of the year of pink, um, the year of AI. I mean, this was a, a big year, and this is when AI, it was on the verge before this year, but this is the year when AI really, uh, really took off. Um, also the year NFL quarterback Tom Brady uh, retired. It was the year of pickleball. Pickleball reached new heights and 2023. All right, we'll have the final results of the uh, the final category for SOTA Person of the Year coming up right after the news, and um, a lot more still to come as we wrap up 2023. I'm Scoot on the year. Thanks for being with us here on WWL. Oh, wait a minute. I read the clock wrong. I got another. Me and just said, what are you doing? Those damn numbers. I got another minute to go. Well, I'm, oh, I'm so used to just having no time at the end of the hour that this is, you know, quite a, su- <laughs> quite a surprise. I know. It's weird, isn't it? Hey, don't you think it's interesting that a woman from Chalmette is suing to keep Donald Trump off the ballot in Louisiana? Yeah, good luck, honey. And I say that's interesting because we have these stereotypes of people from certain areas. And you, like a lot of people would think that everybody in Chalmette is conservative. And that just like 90% of Chalmette would be for Trump. Well, that's not necessarily the case. And I just think there's something a little bit ironic about a woman from Chalmette suing to keep Trump off the Louisiana ballot. All right. Uh, Yeah, there'll be a lot of politics to talk about because we are entering the year of 2024, an election year. And we'll have a lot to talk about and a lot to to set straight here as we go through that that whole process here on uh, WWL. So I hope you'll uh, join us throughout the year here on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 